What's up, this connected fam? It's me, Catholic.dad. Episode 7 is Potholes, Side Roads, and Highways. Today we're going to hear from our guest crew about experiences and point of views, highs and lows about faith and life in general, about transitioning from high school to adulthood. As usual, it's just going to be honest talk to hopefully connect generations and situations where we may not necessarily agree, but definitely get listened to. So listen up and see where this connected. So here we are podcasting in our great studio. Obviously, you probably guys heard that sound. We have like horns, alarms, kids, because we have an outdoor podcast studio. It's called St. Mary's Plaza. And today in this podcast, I got a great panel crew. And in our panel crew, we got young adults. We have a young person always. As usual, we have a young high school student who's our co-host, and his name is... David. That's David the Vlogs again. You guys have heard him before. And we have a couple of people. Actually, this podcast was because somebody came up and said, you got to do a podcast with regards to this topic because it's important. And honestly, Catholic.dad didn't figure out that this was important, even though going back many, 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 many years, we won't say the number, but many years, Catholic.dad went through this transition. And sometimes even think that maybe we are still in that transition. We got background music from one of the kids in the plaza, but we're gonna go with it. We're gonna we're gonna roll with it, and so we're gonna do as usual. We're gonna do introductions so you guys know who's on our panel studio. Um, so hold on. So we're back with introductions. So let's start with my right. Again, as I said before, someone came up and said, "You know what? We should do this," and so we are. And so here we are. So introduce ourselves so everyone can know who's in our panel crew. I'm Andrea. Hi, Andrea. And who's Andrea? Because we've had an Andrea before. <laughs> oh, Andrea, and we, and yeah, we, and so tell us about yourself, Andrea. It's like, what brings you here? So I had a hard time with the transition to adulthood. Um, so I think I kind of brought it up to you. <laughs> yeah, she did. She brought it up and I was like, uh, <laughs> we were just going to have like just funny episodes. So... <laughs> But here we are. This one's actually one of our more serious episodes. So I think you guys are going to really benefit from it. So listen hard. So let's. Oh, I'm Daisy. And yeah, I'm here to do this podcast today. Yeah. All right. And we know who you are, but we can't see you. I'm David. And I'm being the co-host today right. for this podcast. <laughs> uh, and I'm Nathan. And uh, I got invited by uh, Arnell to speak here that's right so what this podcast is about is is about transition and as andrea said it's like the transition was tough for her with regards to um uh um from high school to to um young adulthood and i just want to share this it, it was like really funny because i had to really investigate what it was what transition was and I was reading an article by Steve Cohn um, he's um, he's a professor at Le Tourneau University in Texas and he said that commonly recognized that adolescence is a unique period in life and he was saying something about a German psychologist named uh, Stanley Hall who, who famously wrote that this time was full of storm and stress and literally that's when, when I was talking, you know, I, I did youth ministry for a while. And, and looking at you guys from growing up from high school to growing into young adulthood and then going into more adulthood, um, this totally, I saw differences and changes in you guys. I saw less of you. Some of you, I saw more of you. But definitely the, there was a change in, in the way that, that you guys um, were living your life, not just biologically, and but vocationally with regards to the things that you were doing so that's what we hope that we're going to talk about and the listeners out there are going to be talking to us about and 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 maybe learn from things that you guys went through hey did you know that our podcast is sponsored by anchor it's the easiest way to make a podcast let me explain first of all it's free there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from the phone or computer Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. 
It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. So let's let's talk. You know, honest talk. Simply, you know, no judging here. You know, you guys all went to high school. How many of you guys went straight to college? Yeah. You didn't go. To, what did you do right I out of college? Had to I take, mean, right out of high school. I'm yeah, sorry. out of high school, I took like a year off, and then I went to community college after that. Now, why, why, why did you take a year off? I mean, it's like I always like when Catholic Dad wanted like graduated high school. I like I wanted to take a year off to like travel, like you saw on TV. I want to go to Europe, but we were poor, so <laughs> you know it was like oh, just hang out at home. And no, didn't take time off because we were poor. Well, for me, it was because we, I wanted to go to college, but I wanted to go to a university, and mm-hmm. financial aid was just not there for me, because um, I'm an immigrant, so mm-hmm. at the time when I graduated high school, there was no um, Dream Act or any of that sort, yeah, which I we now have. Yeah, I remember you talking about yeah, that. Yeah, so um, even though I had gotten accepted to the universities I wanted to go to, I there was no financial aid, so I couldn't pay $30,000 every year oh. out of pocket. So um, I had to take a year off, take a step back, and I refused to go to community college because I was an avid, and my teacher was like, no, you have to go to university. Mm-hmm. So it was hard to like accept that that was kind of where like my path was headed. Mm-hmm. But once I came to the conclusion and accepted it, then yeah, yeah I went to community college. And, and I'm one of those people that always believe that, you know what, community college is a great place to get started, especially if, you're, if you are undecided on what you want to do um, because it's a great also it's a great place to transition mm-hmm. uh, I think uh, we've, we've given some of us have given community colleges a really bad name and and, and some of it is, is is true because some there's a lot of people there who are not dedicated to studying and they kind of you, you kind of get lost but hopefully for for some you know community college is a step especially it's a great way to save money but it's really hard to get classes, you know. That's that's honest truth. It's like yeah. you, you know, you go, you're taking, you know, two college classes, and mm-hmm. they absolutely have nothing to do with what you're going to do in life. Yeah, but then when you like focus on it, you know, and you like are dedicated to get your classes, like the professors will work with you. Like, I mean, I it took me three years to get my gen ed done, which should have took me two, mm-hmm. but most of my friends did a university and it still took them five years you know so it was kind of like it was the same thing right. yet you paid more than I did <laughs> right how did that make you feel if good after you know <laughs> but at the moment I was like oh no I have to go to community college and it was like the end of the world for me but I mean it was good after and that's where I learned like what I wanted to do because I thought I wanted to be a nurse uh-huh. and I hate blood and I hate <laughs> touching people so then it was like what was I thinking and that's where I found that I love psychology and Amen. That's where I headed yeah. to that. And and it's a great profession. And um, you know that's that's where uh, Catholic Dot Dad works, psychiatric nursing. So best of both worlds. Yeah. <laughs> I like blood, uh, so just not my own. Um, so, what what about you, Daisy? Does that anything Andrea said does that resonate with you? What's your story? I actually did go to a four year university right after high school. And I do agree with that pressure that there is in high school to all high school students of like going to a four-year university and it's just a horrible pressure you can experience right. because if you if you go to community college they automatically assume you are not worthy or you're just like stupid enough. Oh, like you weren't like smart enough. You didn't have the you grades. Didn't ha- yeah, you didn't have good grades. No, I didn't have the money. <laughs> yeah, not even the money, but good grades and stuff like that. So I actually went to a four-year and trust me it's really hard <laughs> but i like it but yeah yeah i i, I remember daisy uh, i remember you really stressing and, and and doing everything and and i could see the changes in you where you you like literally morphing into this overly pressured stressed out person where every time i saw you it's like you were ready to fall out and cry and you know I felt for you and it's like what 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 happened that that um what what happened to to relieve some of that pressure 
Well, honestly, my family has kept me, you know, going because the pressures are high um, within, you know, colleagues. Like many of my colleagues are like straight A students and like mm -hmm. you really want to be up there with them. But sometimes you can't because due to different backgrounds, right. like their parents might be doctors. My parents are not doctors, mm -hmm. so I can't compare myself to other students. So but we do it anyways. And that's where the stress and all this comparison and depression anxiety comes in mm -hmm. and honestly as a college student it's horrible yeah now was that pressure that the school or your peers were putting upon you or was that pressure that you felt that you were putting on yourself I mean were, were people in school you know how sometimes in school it's like you know I got better grades than you do I mean in college are there people like saying it's like hey look at my grade and look at you you're a loser no. Or was that you just, just like, I want to keep up with the Joneses? Yeah, it's just you. I think it's a personal conflict because most of the time we want to get straight A's. We want to be the top. We want to be the best, right? But sometimes, you know, things go different. We take a different road. Right. Yeah. I have an uncle, uh, my wife's uncle, who was actually mediocre in school. And he's an OBGYN. And I remember him saying, like, there are people who graduated top in his class who never passed the boards and who are not performing their their the jobs that they thought they were and here he was always like just the middle of the road kind of person and he says it doesn't really matter you're struggling and there's a filipino word that um, that i used to live with that that says and you guys should maybe um hear this and it's it's the word is chaga which is persistence you know and i think that's what the thing is that you were persistent doesn't matter whether you got straight A's, but you were persistent enough to get those grades, and you graduated, and you learned. I think one of the things that, that that's lost sometimes in education is we're trying to get the grade, but we're not, we're not getting the education. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. I yes. got the grades, but I didn't learn a thing. Yeah. Yes. Right. And then you're like, this person's gonna take out my liver. Thank God they didn't pass their boards. Right? So, so Nathan, yeah. I didn't see you for like a decade. No, not really, because no. we're not that long. But we, we, we you know. You're, I know, it's, it's been a while. Yeah, um, I, think, I think right after high school, I kind of like, kind of distanced myself. And uh, it had nothing to do with uh, it wasn't because I because I, I did bathe. No, no, no. <laughs> this guy bathed every day. I, I so it wasn't I was smelling. Yeah, no. Um, I don't know. I think I think the transition from I think it must have been like junior year of high school, maybe senior year. I think. Um, I don't know. I think it's just like the people I hung out with and and the people I had around me. It was kind of like I don't know how to explain it, but um, I just felt like. How do I say this? Did people change? I think I changed. You changed? Did an influence on you? Yeah. And I think I think that and I'm gonna be hundred percent honest here. That uh, I just felt like like oh it wasn't cool. Or, uh, or this and that, uh, you know? And um and so I I told myself I was like, Oh, you know what? Uh, maybe going to college or not going to college, but uh, going to church is like, you know, uh, this or this or that, you know what I mean? Because uh -huh. uh, the people I hung out with, mm -hmm. I was hanging out with the wrong people, or I was, um, you know, I was doing the wrong things, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You feared the judgment. Yeah, I felt the judgment. I just felt like, like I, I wanted to find my place to fit in, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not that you guys never gave me that place. I just felt like I, I wanted to be a part of. You were looking something. for yeah, something. I was looking for something, and uh, I don't know, and so I kind of distanced myself. But, uh, well, thanks for sharing that. You know, one of the things that, in looking at this this topic of transitioning, you know, when we're when we are in 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 elementary school, in middle school, in high school, we had a group that we clicked with. That was who we were. We went to school. We went home. We went to youth group, and that was it. And then we go, and then we go to college, and there's people who are just intent on doing what they want to do to go for a profession and you're trying to find someone to belong to or some group to belong to but they really don't care you know but in some ways people still go for that in college and find a group to hang out with 
and it's still that structured and then yeah. you go into adulthood and you know you're finding work and you go to work and they're old people young people middle-aged people and they're all different and they don't belong to my clique and I don't belong to their clique and then there's that difficulty there's that stress and there's that and I think that's what you're going through but um, have you found have you found your place yet um, you're still looking I'm still looking I mean um, I tried college as, which means I'm, I'm no longer going to college. Mm -hmm. But um, so right after high school, right out of high school, I went to community college, and um, I was there for three years. And I was going to RCC, and um, I tried it, and um, it's really hard for me because um, you know in high school I never took Advid or I was mm -hmm. never in AP classes. I was just like average, average 2.5, I'd say 2.5, 3.0, mm -hmm. like GPA kind of kid, and so I was taking my normal classes or whatever. And that doesn't really like. It doesn't prepare you. It really doesn't. Were you just going? Were I was you just going. Going through like um, what do you call that? You were just rolling with it. I mean, you were just going with a flow. Right. Almost like it's like a continuation of high school. I got nothing else better to do, so I'm going to community college. Right. Well, what my mindset was, you know, like I went for nursing, nursing major, mm -hmm. and um, I was there. I was doing my my gen eds, and as I was doing gen eds. I was like, I was talking to my counselors and I was doing, she was like, oh, you got to take uh, this class or you got to take, so I had this um, child development class, right? And, um, you know, it's like my first, my first year of college, taking this child development class. And um, the most I ever did in high school was, I think like a two page essay, right? It's mm -hmm. the most I ever did in high school. And then I get to child development class and I get these each um, like quarter of the semester is 12 page essays right so I'm doing 12 page essays and I'm freaking out because I've never done more than you it's know two pages steps, yeah, yeah so it's really it's a really big leap uh -huh. from from two high school and, and to, to college yeah. right so like the levels are like like this mm -hmm. or whatever yeah but uh, I was mostly going because um because my parents mm -hmm. and I went because you know they were like oh you know you gotta go to college because that's what you do or you know I want a better life for you better than yeah. I did right so they expect you to kind of go to college and you know succeed in there and then from there go to your career you uh -huh. know? but uh, I did college and I, I found that it's it's just not for me mm -hmm. and I felt like I was just struggling in there and I felt like I wasn't getting anywhere with with college was it doing anything yeah for, for me though yeah. you know and I'm more than sure that that's different for everybody else but for me it was just it wasn't there you know I was going to college and I was I was doing my from 8 to like 4 8 to 4 every day the commute from here to RCC which is not bad but I just felt like I was going to college and then I wasn't like doing anything mm -hmm. like I was there was times where I was like filling classes and I was stressing out and I felt like it was kind of like the end of the world Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so I just felt like I was in this bubble and there was like no way around it. You know what I mean? So what do you do now? Right now I'm a manager in Wobble Grill. Awesome. So oh, okay. yeah, so I'm a I'm a manager there. And um I'm trying to, you know, hopefully next year, right now I'm in conditioning and mm -hmm. I'm only going to the police department. Awesome. So, so you're you're what right now? Twenty twenty one. Twenty one. And so at twenty one years old. Yeah, we'll talk later because there's a program that I'd want you to go into, and um, um, and there's a couple of classes that you need to take. Maybe that's a stepping stone, and so maybe this is God telling you to come back because you, know, you know Catholic Dad Dad has been like harassing you for like, like four years now. It's like I was so happy he didn't he didn't um, he didn't block me from his Instagram because no. <laughs> kept sending those those texts. So keep keep listening to those. So so. Um, David, I remember talking to you, and David's in high school, and he says, "Oh, I'm not going to go to college." And um, and Catholic dad, dad says, "You're going to college." It's like I'm not his parent, you know. Hopefully, be his godfather. Um, but um, but what question would you have? I mean, with with what Andrea said, and what 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 Daisy said, what da what um, Nathan said. Um, what questions would you have with regards to where you're at now um, and what can you learn from them? I mean, wh what do you have to say? What do you, what questions, you have three people right in front of you, four, including me. <laughs> what, what, what would you want to ask any of us with regards to your future? Well, 
Nathan kind of answered, or like for him, it was, I guess you could say, like a waste of time for you. Like it didn't do anything for you. But for Andre and Daisy, like, did you find parts of college or call it like, or like a waste of time? Or like, it didn't do anything for you? Um, for me, no. I loved college. Uh -huh. um, Tell me right you finished now, your... Yeah, right now I already finished my bachelor's degree. I have a bachelor's in psychology, and I honestly miss it. <laughs> like, I need to go back to school. That's just my thing. I've always been a school person, though. Like, I'm not like, you know, like some people, like, for example, my fiance, he's great with working with his hands, so he's a mechanic, and that's what he does, you know, and he doesn't need to go to school for that. He kind of learns from his job. Mm -hmm. But for me, I think if I don't go to school, like, what am I gonna do like I loved school you know and I probably would want to be like a professor because that's how uh -huh. much I love school <laughs> so yeah That'd be it's different for like everyone you know yeah yeah. yeah and we all have our gifts and that's part of it yeah I, I went to school a long time ago and I was one of those people who was in the middle I liked it and I didn't like it and I thought, you know what, maybe when I graduate, I wouldn't have to write any more of these long papers. And guess what? You graduate, you get a job, and that's all you do for your life uh -huh. is write 24, 50-page <laughs> um, reports um, that get unread. Oh. And, and, um, but they keep asking, and you keep generating these reports. But they're, they're great because you, you, you can actually put your effort into something. Um, I, w I wouldn't say that your time, your, your years in community college was a waste of time because I guarantee you there are things that you're going to go back to in years from now and says, I remember that or I remember what I learned from that and I remember that experience because never an experience is wasted. Yeah. You always learn from something um, and every single one of your experiences, was, it's, it's that takeaway. So keep going, David. What else do you want to ask? Um, do you have... Anything oh no, I would definitely just agree with Andrea, depending on what you want to do. Mm -hmm. um, college is not a waste of time. So I am currently working towards my bachelor's and I haven't found a um, university a waste of my time. And you want to be a what? I do want to be a doctor, so I am working towards medical school, which is really, really tough, really competitive. <laughs> yeah. Um, I could tell you I'm crying every week. <laughs> but, you know, just you have to keep going because there is going to be struggles in university. Even if you want to be like, you know, go to like those um, vocational schools, even those are pretty challenging. So you just have to keep going and be determined. That's right. And here's the thing is, is we got to keep praying for you guys and I've, I've been praying for Daisy because you know she's going to be my doctor one day and she promised that I will not have a copay I will not have a copay if she's my doctor you know she's not going to charge me the $15 um, to, to yes to Arnell won't have a copay okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have recording, recording. Arnell will not have a copay Dr. Daisy will be his doctor um, so we're going to come back and we're going to talk about from college to now you're adults and are you being treated like an adult are you feeling like an adult and where are you at with regards to that so we're back and we're back and we're gonna talk about what we said last time I forgot what we were gonna talk about because Catholic.dad is old and his memory <laughs> hasn't gone so what are we gonna talk about what, what, what did we say we we're gonna talk about the transition to adulthood Transition to adulthood. Question. Your parents, how many of you guys still live at home? Oh, I, I do. Oh, okay. yeah. I, I also still live at home. <laughs> but it's my home. Um, but my wife owns it. Um, <laughs> she's the queen. But, and, and, you know, if you ever play chess, the queen is the most powerful person on the board. And that's my wife. Hi, honey. Uh, but you guys all still live at home. And because you guys are 18, over 18, Nate, you're 21, and Andrea, 25. you're 25, and you, I'm 19. You're 19, and David, you I'm are 15. not an adult. Yeah. Uh, you're adult. 15, yeah. so we treat you like a child. Um, <laughs> but you're still in that adolescence phase. But here, question. You're 25, you're 21, you're 19. Do your parents treat you like an adult? I don't, I don't think they, that, like, this is to my mom, I don't think she ever will let me, like... 
I don't think so either. I, yeah. I know your mom. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't treat me like an adult. <laughs> but but why do you think they don't treat you like an adult? Is it because you still live at home? Probably, yeah. I mean, I think even if I wouldn't live at home, they would still be like, where are you at? What are you doing? <laughs> that kind of stuff. Did you do your laundry? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's a cultural thing. I have no idea. It, it could be a it cultural could. thing. I think, like, it has to do with, like, they see you as, the, like, their daughter in this like. Yeah. yeah, we'll probably always be kids in their yes. eyes. You know? But like my daughter, she's 21, and she'll go out, and her friends will ask her, you, you know, uh, she'll call me and says, "Dad, can I do this?" And her friends in the background, I can hear them says, "Who are you asking?" And it's like, "My parents, my dad." And, and they would say, "You're 21 years old." <laughs> and and says, "Well, yeah." But the thing is, as as a father, you know, when she's out, like two o'clock in the morning. I'm still awake, mm-hmm. sitting in the family room, waiting. Actually, I'm asleep. She wake me up and says, <laughs> "Go to bed, Dad." But you know, there's something about having children and waiting up for your parents because you're worried. You know, it's like, and hopefully she never listens to this. But I have her on Find Friends, so I actually know where she's located. Yeah, yeah, that's that's just being a parent. But maybe the, you're saying maybe that's cultural. That, that that's not what you know they'll always treat you like a child but do you ever think that they'll ever treat you like a full-fledged adult with your own decisions do you think they'll ever stop questioning your decisions well personally in my household my parents do not question my decisions they actually give me the free will to like choose so I really don't have any boundaries or I mean I do have boundaries but they just give me the option like let's say I told my mom I wanted to do medicine right she was like well okay it's up to you and then like a week later I'm crying to her <laughs> she doesn't really you know like hug me or anything she's like well you know what to do like she I know what to do she you chose she, that yeah, yeah I chose you made the choice mm-hmm. you made she the trust is you yeah well that's good and I think most of you guys you have trust I mean if my daughter asked me, Dad, do you trust me? I'd probably say no. But, <laughs> but that's me. Mm-hmm. But, but, um, but I do, honey, I do. If you're listening to this, I do trust you sometimes. <laughs> Most times. I do. Prayer. But you, Daisy, you said free will. And that always, whenever, every time someone says free will, I always think about our faith. I always think about that God gives us the free will to make decisions. And you guys have all made decisions that directs your life from adolescence to young adulthood but here's the thing with free will where does faith fall into this transition because you guys were all active in youth group you guys were like just like david i mean he's like crazy over youth group we can't keep him out of here Go home, (laughs) Um, but he's on fire and each and every one of you guys are on fire with regards to your faith and you know you guys served in youth ministry you guys were every single weekend you were there and then college hits and Mr. Arnell never saw you again <laughs> but where where I mean did, did you lose faith did it did you tuck it somewhere did you put it in the back pocket were you just too busy did life just get so busy because what was I think what was so different is in high school you went to school you went home you ate and you went to church but you go to college you're working you're going to school you're trying to live a life and all this other stuff and your parents still treat you like kids so added pressure so where does where does faith and where did faith or where where present where, tense, where, do, where faith? does faith where as David said where are you now with your faith and where does that fall into your transition Oh. 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 Well, it's because, like, like I said, like I was gonna go ahead and like go back to what I was saying. Mm-hmm. But um, like at, out of high school, I was hanging out with like the wrong people. You know what I mean? Not the best influence. Yeah, definitely not the best influence. A lot of my friends to this day don't go to church, mm-hmm. and um, and I just felt like like hey, well, if they're not going, then, like why, why should, I, should go? I go? Or you know, I want to mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. be with them or, or whatever. And um, but you know now I'm 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 really trying to come back into it. Um, I've been I've been praying at nights, just trying to like kind of like 
get back into the groove of things. That's a step, yeah. Yeah, yeah so I really want to, you know, better myself. And I feel like this is a step towards bettering myself. All right. And, and um, so, yeah, that's kind of where I'm, I'm at right now. <laughs> That's that's great. Thank you for sharing that. And just to, just to just to um, affirm you that I think the group that that you were with never stopped praying for you. And literally, even me never stopped praying for you. And I have like this decade uh, of the rosary that I pray, and it's all for all those people who were. Um, that's not me and my voice cracking because I'm crying. It's actually <clears throat> I need to cough. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's like constantly, you know, your your peers. I think to this day still pray for Big Nate. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Where's Big Nate?" <laughs> so you know, just just to tell you that. But keep going. What what else? What about you guys? So for me, um, I think it was like my, um, you know, like when the candle starts going out. That that was my faith for me. And for mm. me, I think a big part of it was because, you know, in psychology, there's like really great things to it. But then there's also the whole like. You use your mind, you know, and, and you you think for yourself type of thing. And they open up your mind to see, like, a big world of, like, you know, possibilities, right? Of, like, you know, you shouldn't be told what to do by, like, for, say, like, church, right? Mm -hmm. And um, and for me, it was more like I was, I wanted to experience what it was like to be in college. And I wanted to, um, to do that without feeling... Um, I guess guilty, you know, like without saying like, oh, I'm sinning and I'm going to go to hell. Guilt. Yeah, yes. like, yeah, I, I wanted to experience that without, you know, um, feeling guilty. Yeah, mm -hmm. feeling that Catholic guilt. Um, but what I found was that it was just emptiness. Like there's nothing mm -hmm. there. You know, once all of that is gone, like you're back to your room by yourself in the dark and you're still sad. and It doesn't feel anything, you know, so... Um, but yeah, for me it was. I think college was my, you know, and dim delight. yeah, it was. It, it was the the dimming, yeah. And yeah, yeah. it yeah, took a while. Boy. And then you know, with school and work, and you kind of just push it off, and you say, "I don't have time." But you know, you have time. You know, you mm -hmm. can make time. Mm -hmm. You just use the excuse of like, "Oh, I'm busy and I have homework." But then you're not doing your homework, and it's <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> yeah. So that's what it was for me. Um, now I'm back, you know. Yeah, yeah. coming back <laughs> strong. I came back home. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I, the, the thing is, I, I always have this image uh, of the prodigal son, mm -hmm. and 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 the thing is that everybody comes home, and, and the beauty of, of of the parable of the prodigal son is that we always have been taught that no matter what we do. No matter how big the mistake, we can always go home. Mm -hmm. And and when we understand that, we go home. We don't get to come home and and be punished and and the the finger of the father shaking his finger and and saying, you know, I told you. It's simply when you come back home to to his church, God is there saying, welcome home. Come over here. Yeah. Come welcome join back. me. You know and and. Have some food, and 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 it's always welcoming, and it's only literally it's it's it only as as each and every one of you guys experience it's only us that keeps um, that stays away, because um, I love saying this it's like you know when God and us are there and 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 we become distant, who moved? Us. Yeah. Like who moved? I mean, the church is still there. It's a warehouse, but it's still there. <laughs> I mean, our plaza podcast studio is literally outside, and little kids are playing video games. So that's the that's the stuff that's playing in the background. It's kids running around and playing video games. Um, so what else? How about you? Yeah. Crazy? So um, I can agree with Andrea with um, the whole college thing, especially since I am a science major. Um, we are taught um, evolution, right? And science, not God. Yeah, science <laughs> and not God. In fact, uh, starting evolution class, they do tell us we're not here to uh, convert you. 
So, <laughs> um, and Daisy's there, but I'm here to convert you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah. Um, to this day, um, I did want to experience the whole college experience without feeling that Catholic guilt. Like, oh my gosh, I'm sinning, and mm-hmm. you know, I just I didn't want to be part of this whole guilt thing because it it just felt I felt personally that the more I was in church, I just had obstacles over obstacles Mm -hmm. crying over crying (coughs) repenting over repenting for like why just trying to live my life you know Mm -hmm. like i just didn't want to feel that for a while Mm -hmm. and i was a very active catholic very very active but kind of moderate (laughs) (laughs) not really i am not that active but i i do realize that within this whole year that i haven't been active and there is still blessings upon upon myself, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I feel like God is just standing on the side, like, mm-hmm. just waiting for me to, like, look in His direction. Because I currently work with uh, the LDS Church, so mm-hmm. Mormons, and I've been seeing such blessings through them. Mm-hmm. And But personally, I know who has been praying for me. <laughs> You better. (laughs) 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 But take that bead off. (laughs) But yes, um, I'm slowly trying to see, you know, again, how I used to see things and Mm -hmm. um, the blessings upon me and stuff like that. It's it's been a hard transition, but, you know, we're working towards it. I think I said this in the first episode that that God, um, God shows us his blessings and God shows himself to us through other people and it doesn't necessarily mean that the person that that God shows himself to you has to be Catholic because by the way everyone is Catholic but of different you know if that denomination if it's people in the LDS community that you see Christ through and that's who God is putting in front of you to lead you back home and and I always um, tell people is this just don't lose track of what's true for you um, and what you're being guided to it's just God is, is showing you his beauty and his wisdom and his grandeur through those people, his kindness and his love, um, and maybe telling you, as as the prodigal son um, experienced, probably a whole lot of people who went to him and said, hey, just go home. That's what those friends who are telling you are telling you through their kindness is, hey, just go home. You know, Father God is, is, is waiting for you. Um, so uh, inspiration to her. I forgot who spoke about the prodigal son, but he said like God's basically or God's the father. Like he's just waiting on the porch with the light on, waiting for you to come back home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it does feel like that. Like leaving the candle, the uh, candle lit at the window, mm-hmm. waiting for for someone to come home. It's kind of like, why do you leave the, the porch light on? Because it's, a, you know, back in the day when people would put a candle in the window because there were no street lamps. And so when it's completely pitch black, it was simply that small candle, which was the beacon of light that you can follow in case you were lost. You would look for a candle and you can follow that all the way home. And so, you know, I always like to see that vision that the a candle the candle you know the 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 flame of a candle absolutely has no shadow you know you can't there's no shadow to 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 the to the flame of a candle there's no shadow and so that's because it's light and that's that's christ light and it's christ love so what else you guys with regards to your transition into adulthood i was reading here that you know up until the point of college graduation almost every aspect of a college student's life has been organized and directed so that he or she would be around peers of his or her own age and you know that's that's true with like school sports clubs sunday school youth groups and we we are like clearly defined in in where we, we we fit in and the thing is after graduation or as you guys are termed emerging adults find that for the first time ever you are no longer surrounded by your cohorts and then you um, you need to learn how to make friends and even friends from different age groups all over again you know I work 
in a facility with 2,500 employees. And there are people who are like in their 60s, 50s, 40s, 30s, 20s, and 18-year-olds. And this wide spectrum of, in my line of work, and you see them, and they can't get along, communicate, because they all have different communication styles. And, and for some of our employees who came straight out of college, the most difficult thing for them was they went to school for this, and now they're spending their life looking for a job that they went to school for, and they find that the job they got isn't what they thought it was going to be. And it's difficult to understand why am I doing this for a living? This is not what I dreamed of. And that's where a lot of the stressors come with 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 some of some of the some of the people they they go through that that um, storm and that that stress. But you were saying, Andrea, you were saying that a lot of times at, at this emerging adulthood is when people come through with regards to mental illness and and stressors. You know, with regards to tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So um, in emerging adulthood, you go through it like a lot of stress. Like, you know, you because you're like you're considered an adult but you're not treated like an adult so then you have to kind of figure things out on your own you know and you have to figure out well what do I do with my life now you know you're not being told at school anymore like what to do. you have to take history and math and and then you're done right and now you're like okay what do I do and so um, there's a lot of stressors especially like with your job um, you know your love life and everything so a lot of people um, with all this stress um, some mental illnesses that are genetic um, are brought up because of the stress and so like schizophrenia is one of the big ones and other things like that um, depression is definitely a big one chronic depression it does not go away and some people unfortunately that's when it you know yeah. comes at you <laughs> And actually, in a, in, a, in a future episode, we're actually going to take um, time to talk about uh, depression, anxiety, and mental illness within the youth and within our community. Um, and so you guys look forward to that. We have some people who are going to talk about that. Um, but what can you say with regards to, to maybe advice or words of wisdom to people your age or people like David in high school who are going to go through that phase and even your parents and, and adults old people like me of, <laughs> of, of what they can do to maybe make it easier for you or you know what to expect you know it's like what can we do for you you know we're never going to treat you like adults <laughs> yeah. so I do have some advice for like young people who are you know going into their fields and stuff experiencing what they want to do um, currently, I did a phlebotomy training thing, and I was exposed to working with like different age groups. Like I was working with um, people who had like five kids and older ladies, like sixty years and stuff like that. So it is a different environment. You are going to feel scared um, because you're the only fetus there. You know, <laughs> nineteen years or twenty, how you know, very young, and you're exposed to like this environment of older people. And honestly, I just encourage all youth to like, you know, not feel intimidated by older people mm -hmm. because that's, you know, that's our beginning. We're going to begin and we're going to be the fetus in the pothole and everybody around us is going to be very experienced. But yeah. Okay. So basically, sometimes, you know, in your life, in this in this period, you fall into some potholes or you're driving, you're hitting a lot of potholes. And sometimes, as, as like um, Nathan did, he was on that road hitting potholes. He decided to take a side road. Some of you guys, Andrea, you got on that highway, and and you you you're finished. And and you know it's it's a it's a road that we travel throughout life. Yeah, I wanted to share this one definition, and it said that <clears throat> that becoming into an adult is is. Part and partial of when responsibility kicks in. And it was defined as taking upon oneself the requirements of financial and residential independence from one's parents is when parents decide that you are an adult. When you move out and you're financially stable and you're taking it upon yourself. But one of the things that's funny is is 
they considered you an adult once you got married. And I found that the fact in, in, in looking for the information for this is more and more of your generation are forgoing marriage to a later age, um, later and later. And so maybe, maybe uh, we're not treating you like adults because you're still living with us. Or you're not married and giving us yeah. grandchildren. <laughs> <laughs> so give us grandchildren, maybe we'll treat you like adults. You know, My just, mother's going to get a horse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding with regards to that. But we always leave, you know, um, we always leave tonight with, with a scripture verse. And David's going to read to us. Can I say uh, one more yeah, thing before we're done? So I just want to say another big thing, I think, with um, regards to emerging adulthood is you know you find you get a job because you have to right you have to pay your bills and stuff and don't disregard any job you know don't think like oh man like why am I here you know it's it's like you're gonna learn something out of every job you know whether you're making pizzas for five years like I did or you're working at Taco Bell like don't think like don't hate I mean you're gonna hate your job <laughs> probably but just know that there's something like you're gonna learn that's gonna help you with your next job and don't you know don't be like oh I have a friend that works in an office and here I am flipping burgers mm -hmm. no you're gonna learn something out of where you're at my and that's first really job, important uh, my first job was a dishwasher and I got uh, you know I got promoted to be a busboy <laughs> and then I waited tables and literally my most favorite job ever was waiting tables and I can, I, I love talking to the people and serving them food. And literally, working in youth ministry is literally what you do at church is you wait on tables. And that is why it's my favorite job. For the last eight years of ministry, I've been a waiter waiting on tables, you know, giving them the bread of life in Jesus Christ, hopefully. Um, uh, but Nate, do you got any parting words for us? Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to say. I'm kind of, kind of nervous now. <laughs> <laughs> Put you under the gun. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like, like at this point in life, you know, I don't think you're supposed to have everything figured out yet. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? No. <laughs> so I feel like you know, just take a deep breath and and just like I don't know, just. It's, it's everything's temporary right now, you know? Yeah. Everything's waiting for you. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, eventually it'll come. Mm -hmm. And uh, when it does, you, you'll, you'll know. What would you guys <laughs> tell yourself? Like, like Paso? Yeah. Like Paso. Ooh. Ooh, that's a good Ooh, question. I like that one. Good. I would tell myself, like, don't stress, you know? Mm. And I would tell myself to stay in church. Just because I think it would have been easier if I had a community to go to. You know, like... To lean back on. Yeah, like maybe someone who told me, like, hey, you're not the only one that feels that way, you know? Uh -huh. Like, I'm feeling the same way. And then to relate to that, you know? Right. I, I would have liked to have a, a youth ministry. Support team. Yeah, support team. Someone that could totally connect. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, most definitely I would tell myself yeah to breathe <laughs> like calm down <laughs> you don't need to be a doctor at age 22 <laughs> so yeah just breathe you know eventually you'll get there no matter how long it takes just breathe and live life I agree Amen. yeah it's time so do um, you have that verse for us David <coughs> yes I do it is Deuteronomy I can't Deuteronomy yeah chapter 31 verse 6 and it says be strong and of good courage do not fear or be in dread of them for it is the Lord your God who goes with you he will not fail you or forsake you and I chose that verse for you guys because I know that when I was at your age I was petrified to think that I was never gonna be able to to live up to my parents expectations or have a house or have a life or have a car that ran um, and, and all these things or be anything like my friends who were all successful and 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 doing things that they were they were doing um, is you know I, I picked this verse because Joshua was afraid to cross the Jordan go into the promised land and here you are and you are at that cusp you are at that road where from adolescence to emerging adults all you have to do is trust in God because he's there waiting for you to go over to the promised land which has already been promised to you 
And he gives you the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which are wisdom, knowledge, understanding, counsel, piety, fortitude, which is courage, and fear and awe of the Lord. And I think if we, we can leave this with our listeners, that if we can just stay true with regards to what God expects of us, then we can totally attain what He has already promised us. Amen? Amen. Alright, so that's all we have for you all this time around. I hope you listen to our next episode of This Connected with Catholic.Dad. Again, send us an email at catholic.dad50 at gmail.com with your comments and questions. You can also send us a voice message. The link is in the episode description and maybe we'll put you on. Don't forget to rate this podcast and share it with your friends, parents, grandparents, teachers, and total strangers. We don't really care. We just want you to like and share because we want to make some cash for the youth ministry. Remember, <laughs> live a life of holiness. We'll be praying for you. Please pray for us. And most importantly, until next time, be blessed and be third. This Connected Podcast is brought to you by The Cabin. Want to get away and get some peace and quiet and rest? Yes, rest, but not too far away from home or the city? Want to experience a true log cabin feel in the mountains? Well, I have the recommendation for you. The Cabin is a two-bedroom, one-and-a-half bath that will do just that. With a beautiful wood fireplace lit and a glass of wine, you are sure to relax. With easy access from the main highway, private parking, easy access with stairs to the entrance, fast Wi-Fi, a full-size kitchen, and all the essential amenities will make your stay a memorable experience. This cozy log cabin was built in the early 60s with its original wood fireplace and a newly transformed deck with beautiful views of the San Bernardino Mountains. So, book your stay at the cabin in Running Springs, California. The cabin located in the San Bernardino Mountains, is a beautiful place to see the beauty of God's creation. I have known the proprietor of the cabin for many years. She has always supported the youth and young adult ministries of her community, as well as this podcast. Check out The Cabin on Instagram at thecabin2021. Again, that's at thecabin2021, T-H-E-C-A-B-I-N, 2021.